Bartholo, John LeMessurer and Clive Dunn in Dad's Army. A jumbo-sized problem featuring John Lorry, Arnold Ridley and Ian Lavender with this week's guests, Bill Pertwee and Larry Martin. Here is the news and this is John Snag reading it. It is the summer of 1942 and as a result of Hitler's persisting in his attempts to thrust the doctrines of the Third Reich upon the free world, war has now become very much a part of everyday life. Morale, however, is still high, and down at Warmington-on-Sea, in the yard outside the headquarters of the local home guard unit, Corporal Jones is showing some of his platoon his old van, which has just been refurbished. Now, it looks almost new again, doesn't it, lads? It certainly uh, looks very posh, Mr. Jones. Yes. I thought it was worth a bit of effort, you know, Pikey. I mean, they don't make vans like this anymore. Handmade, this was, you know, by a fellow in Stockton. Aye. <laughs> and after he finished your van, he got on with his railway. <laughs> no cause to be sarcastic, Jock. I bet this old vehicle will still be going when all the modern ones have stopped. Yeah, but that's only because the brakes don't work. <laughs> anyway, I think it looks very nice now it's been repainted. Thank you, Mr. Godfrey. It's very smart having your name on the sides. Yes, that's real gold leaf, that is, you know. Vanity, sheer vanity. <laughs> he just wants to burn his name all over the town like he was a tin of baked beans. <laughs> it looks very jolly, Mr. Fraser. It'll cheer people up as it goes along the road, even though there isn't any meat in it. <laughs> hey, here come Mr. Mannery and Uncle Arthur. Wonder what they'll think of it. Right, man. The other arm, pay attention. I've got some important information to give you. Now, this area... Excuse uh, me, Mr. Manreen. <laughs> Have you noticed Mr. Jones has had his van done up? Don't you think it looks nice? Don't interrupt, Pike, or you'll be sent home. <laughs> <laughs> what for all I said? Was be quiet. Can... Now, what I'm going to say is highly confidential. Actually, it does look awfully nice. I beg your pardon? Jones's van, he's made a marvellous job of it, hasn't he? I mean, look at the difference. Yes. <laughs> now, as I was saying, this area has been selected... Excuse me, Mr. Manry. <laughs> Will Sergeant Wilson get sent home if he interrupts you again? <laughs> I shan't give you another warning, Pike. Now, this area has been selected for the divisional scheme, and the broad plan is as follows. Now, can you all see this diagram? Uh, no, I can't see it very well, Captain Manry. Right. I'll stand up here on the running board. Now. Here, Mr. Manager, what you've done? You broke my running board. <laughs> it's come clean off. Now what am I going to do? I'll leave it where it is for the time being. Won't be in the way. Yes, but that's only just be... Be quiet, Jones. What does he think he's doing breaking bits of my van like that? You'd better be quiet, Mr. Jones, or he'll send you home. <laughs> he's in one of his moods. Yeah. Stop mumbling, you two. Now, I'll dispense with the diagram for the moment and explain the basic idea instead. Our task in this operation is a vitally important one. We are to signpost the area so that the units reach their correct destinations. Wilson, have you got a bit of chalk? Yes, thank you. <laughs> I want to know if you have a piece that I can use. Oh, Here you are, sir. Thank you. Now, the axis of advance will be down Clayton Road. 
thus. Hey, Mr. Mannering, please don't draw on my van like that. It's only just been repainted. Oh, don't fuss so, Jones. Rub off again, look. Watch out what you're doing. You're rubbing my gold leaf off. You're desecrating my lovely van, Mr. Manning, desecrating it. Oh, you can still get that fixed. Now, of course, in common with the rest of the country, all the real signposts have been removed. So, without our help, the whole convoy could finish up in chaos. And that is why you were told to prepare secret signs to guide them. Let's have a look at a couple of them. Pike, you were making the sign for Warmington. Can we see it? Yeah, here you are, Mr. Manning. See, it says Warmington, and I've drawn a hand with a pointing finger. That's very good, Frank. The hand is absolutely lifelike. <laughs> Don't you think so, sir? Yes, I do, indeed. Very well done, Pike. The hand's got a dirty fingernails, huh? <laughs> I don't like that sort of thing. I'm sorry if you find it offensive, Roger. Personally, I think it's a very good sign. So do I, sir, so do I. In fact, there's only one wee thing wrong with it. What is that? It's pointing the wrong way. <laughs> when you come down yon road, Warmington's to the left. Ah. Just wondering who'd be the first to spot that. Well, we can easily solve that by hanging the sign upside down. Look. See? Now the finger points the right way. Yes, but the writing's upside down as well, you stupid boy. They won't be able to read it. They can if they stand on their heads. Don't be important. <laughs> Who's got the Eastgate sign? Here it is, sir. Oh, yeah. Just a minute. What's that you've drawn on it? Looks like a man standing by a fence. Well, you said it was secret, so I, I did the thing in code. That's a Chinaman for East, and a gate for Gate. East Gate. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't look much like a Chinaman to me. In fact, I don't think it's a very good idea, Godfrey. Send him home. That'll do. <laughs> Now, the signal for each of you to drop off the van will be two bangs, like this. He's at it again, Mr. Manning. Do you mind not striking my van in the aforesaid manner? Look, don't keep fussing, Jones. There is a war on your own. Well, there's still no need for you to destroy my lovely van like this. At this rate, there'd be nothing left for Hitler to ever go at. <laughs> Right, Wilson. Only about a mile to go. Yes, sir. What attractive countryside, don't you think? The hedgerows always look so beautiful at this time of the year. Wilson, we should remember you're on a military exercise. <laughs> Not a girl guides nature study. <laughs> Jones, I'll be very careful how you drive around this next corner. The lane gets very narrow. Right, sir, right, sir. I'll be careful. Here we go. <laughs> Lord, look out, Jones, there's a huge truck blocking the road. I think I'd better stop, sir. Of course you'd better stop. We can't get by. You know, sir, it looks to me as if he's parked there. That's ridiculous. Can't block the road like that. Do you have a toot on your horn, Jones? Right you are, sir. That should shift him. He doesn't seem to be moving, sir. Perhaps it's a bit hard of hearing, Mr. Manreen. Oh, possible, I suppose. Let me try, Jones. Try making it a sort of a longer hoot, sir. All right, well, sir, I know how to hoot. Thank you. <laughs> oh, oh, dear, it seems to stop. I'll give it a bang to get it free. Oh, be careful, Mr. Manrin. Be quiet, Jones, I know what I'm doing.
Excuse me, Captain Manning. I think I know why the lorry isn't moving. You really got to say why. There isn't a driver. What? <laughs> oh, yes. <clears throat> well done, Godfrey. Perhaps you'd better go and investigate. Follow me, Wilson. I uh, isn't coming, sir. Hey, look, Mr. Manning. It's a truck from a circus. You can see it written on the side. Look, Bailey's International Circus. Yes, so it is. You were right, Godfrey. There's no sign of any driver. Ah, oh, perhaps he's gone into a field to have That'll do, that'll do. <laughs> Captain Mannering, does it no put you in mind of the Marie Celeste? <laughs> she was found abandoned in the midst of an empty ocean, food on the table, wine in the glasses, not a human soul on board, dead or alive. Only the creaking of the rigging. <laughs> the eerie cry of the birds. There's <laughs> 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 no strikey cut, man. Did you know? See the connection? Not really, no. <laughs> Manrin, there's a note under the windscreen wiper. What does it say? Broken down, gone for assistance. Well, we can't afford to waste time waiting for him to come back. He may have had to go for miles. We have to drive around him. Well, how do you mean, sir? Well, we'll pull off the road onto that grass and bypass uh, But you, you know, sir, that there's been rather a lot of rain lately. If we drive over the grass, won't we get bogged down? No, 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 of course not. Ground's as firm as a rock. Anyone can see that. Right, hurry up, everybody. Everyone on the van. Come on, Wilson, get him. Don't, don't you think it would be wiser if we stayed off the van to lighten the load? Oh, really, Wilson? You're not very scientific, are you? Anybody knows that extra weight gives more traction to the driving wheels. Do use your common sense. Now, get it. All right, well, if you say so, sir. Right, Jones, drive onto the grass and pull round the other vehicle. All right, Captain Manry. Pull it onto the grass now, sir. Good, good. Hang on, everybody. Soon we'll be back on the road again. Come on, Jones, keep going. We're stuck, so we're stuck. What? Mr. Manrin. What is it, Pike? I think we're stuck. <laughs> I know that's your stupid boy. Right, everybody off. Take up your pushing positions. That's right. Now, spread out round the van. Do you think some of them should stay on so as to give more traction to the wheels? <laughs> Don't be flippant, Wilson. Right, everybody in position. Your trip. Yes, Captain Mary. I can't really think there's much point in your standing in front of the bonnet like that. In that position, you'll be pushing the van backwards and the rest of the men will be pushing it forward. Oh, yes, yes, of course. I'm sorry, sir. Come round to the front wing here. Find something you can get a purchase against. Like this headlamp, for example. You see? Now you can push. <laughs> Mr. Manning, you've done it again. Look at my headlamp. It's dangling. It's dangling. Well, you ought to maintain your van better. I'll have to look at it and bits start dropping off. <laughs> Pike! Pike! Sir? Move round to your left a bit so that you're right behind the near side wheel. 
able to get more leverage in that position. Right, sir. I stand by to push everybody. Where you go, Jones? Let the clutch in. Right, sir. Oh, stop it! Stop it, marrying on you! That would have. Look Nearly, at me! Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, Jones. Nearly got it that time. What do you mean, nearly got it? I got it all. Look, it's all over me. <laughs> what are you playing at, Pike? Just look at the mess you made of your uniform. Covered in mud. Wasn't my fault. The wheel churned it all up. Anyway, you told me to stand there. Now stop arguing, boy. But look at me! I'm absolutely filthy, head to toe. I am. Oh, stop prancing about like that. This is war, not Settler's Wells. <laughs> ah, look. There's a car coming along. Perhaps he'd give us a hand. I don't think that's a very good idea, sir. It's that dreadful warden fellow. Hodges, the greengrocer. Oh, no. Yeah. Hello there. Stuck in the mud, are we? <laughs> Ignore him, Wilson. Right. I don't want you to lose your temper with him. Blimey, lad, you're in a bit of a mess, aren't you? Been playing at mud pies, have we? <laughs> you wait till Mummy sees you. It wasn't my fault. Now, look, Hardy's just clear off, will you? Captain Manringer, why don't we ask you and Warden fellow to give us a tool? Yes, yes, I suppose that's an idea. If I may say so, sir, if we're going to ask Hodges, of all people, for assistance, I think uh, you should be very diplomatic. Oh, of course I will, yeah. Hey, you, Hodges, over here. Me? Yes, well, I reckon that should have done it. <laughs> what do you want, Napoleon? Be good enough to give us a toe, would you? Me? Give you a toe? What have you ever done for me? Now, look, this is no time to bandy words. There's a large military convoy coming up this road soon. We are responsible for seeing that it gets to its destination. Well, that's your hard bun, isn't it, mate? Very well. In the name of the king, I requisition your transport. Oh, no, you don't. There's a load of logs in, in the boot of my car for the warden's post, and I'm going to deliver them. And if you don't like it, you know what you can do. Turn up! Why don't you shoot him, Mr. Manreen? <laughs> be quiet, Pike. Go on, shoot him. You've got the authority. I said be quiet. Hey, look. Look, he's trying to, to drive round as well. He's going on the grass. You'll get stuck like we did. Oh, no, I won't, you dopey-looking thing. Because I'm going to use my common sense and background. A glass, then. You could shoot him. <laughs> I'm silly, Frank. But he called me a dopey-looking thing. You're not going to stand for that, are you? Well, yeah, well, uh, I don't see why not. <laughs> see, all you have to do is to use your head. Cheerio! Hey, look, Mr. Manrian, he's got stuck in the mud as well. Show him damn well right. Well, don't just stand there and give me a push! Shall we have him, sir? No, no, no. <laughs> just ignore him. Leave him to his own devices. We've got to think about getting ourselves out. Mr. Rogers, we're not going to push you, and that'll serve you right for calling me a dopey-looking thing. Fight, fight, fight. <laughs> Heaven's sake, stop shouting. What with you and Hodges, there's enough noise in the last few minutes to awaken the dead. I don't know about that, Captain Manley, but it's spoken the elephant. Oh, yeah, you see, Frank, I told you were making it. It's what? Did you see an elephant? I did, sir. There's one in the back of the circus truck. Good Lord. 
It's called Big Gertie, and it's Indian. Sounds more like Cockney to me. <laughs> can I come and have a look at it, Mr Jones? Of course you can, Pikey. Yeah, ju- ju- now, just a minute, there's a convoy. I can't remember when I last saw an elephant. Oh, well, he didn't get a lot of them around Warrington, son. <laughs> no, I mean, I can't remember whether it was at the zoo or at the circus. Look, could we concentrate uh, in getting us... My sister, Sissy, doesn't like the circus. She says the animals are made to look undignified. I used to like it when the man put his head in the lion's mouth. <laughs> hey, do you remember, Uncle Arthur, they used to do that at Bertram Mills? Oh, that's right, Frank, yes, so they, so they did, yes. Mind you, all the circuses started to do that. I think they ought to do something different now. Like the lion putting his head into the man's mouth. <laughs> oh, don't be silly, Joe, you couldn't get a lion. Oh, to put for heaven's sake, you silly. Now, that convoy is due in an hour. And we haven't put one signpost in position yet. We've got to get our van out of that mud. Now, what we really need is a tow. Uh, Mr. Speaker. What is it now, Jones? Why don't we borrow Big Gertie? Who? The elephant, sir. Oh, don't be absurd. Well, they're very strong, sir, and they never forget. Forget what? Well, whatever they're trying to remember. <laughs> we had a lot of elephants when I was in the northwest frontier. We could use the elephant, sir. We could, you know. No, 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 no. It's out of the question, Jones. Might have been possible if the handler had been about, but as he isn't, it's quite impossible. Well, I myself, sir, have a lot of experience with elephants. When I was on the North West Frontier, I was in charge of three of them, and they used to do exactly what I told them. Really, Mr Jones? Yes, Puggy. In fact, by the time we parted, me and those elephants used to think as one. That I can well believe. Blimey, what's the matter with you lot standing about like this? I thought you said you were expecting a bike of convoy, Napoleon. That's right, we are. Well, in that case, you should be putting all your efforts into getting your van out of that mud, not chatting. We are not chatting. We're formulating a plan of campaign designed to deal with the situation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do, then? Beg your pardon? <laughs> what is this scheme you've been working out? Ah, oh, well, now, uh, we, uh, we're, we're, we're going to be towed out. By an elephant. <laughs> an elephant? Oh, 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 God, blimey. Anybody else would ring the AA, but not you. No. <laughs> oh, you have to use the ruddy elephant. <laughs> Look, Hodges, just go away, will you? Go away? You must be joking. I wouldn't miss this for the world. <laughs> right, carry on, Jones. Get the elephant out. Yeah, off you go, Sabu. <laughs> Right, John, help me with that lower the tailboard. Hi, I'm coming, son. You're quite sure this is wise, sir. After all, it isn't our elephant. I mean, uh, don't you think we should ask somebody? There isn't anybody, is there? Anyway, if there's any trouble, I shall slap a requisition order on the beast. <laughs> I'll say that conjures up a pretty picture. <laughs> hey, Mr. Green. Come and have a look at her. Yes, all, yes, all right, Frank. She's ever so big, Uncle Arthur. She's yes, ever so yes, big. Yes, 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 yes. Well, elephants do have a habit of being rather on the large side. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> Splendid-looking beast. Don't you agree, Wilson? Well, yes, I suppose, sir. Yes, I suppose, yes, yes, yes. They are not actually a connoisseur of elephants. <laughs> well, at least you could show a bit of interest. Right, Jones. Get her out. Very good, sir. Haja Sundari. Very interesting, this Wilson. I wish I could understand what Jones is saying to it. Well, I wouldn't worry too much, sir. It's far more important that the elephant understands. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say to it? Get out. 
Mr. Speaker. Yes, Joe. I don't think this elephant speaks Indian. <laughs> Look, there must be some way of persuading it to come out of that truck. Well, we could try tempting with some food, so that might do the trick. Good idea. Fight! Yes, Mr. Manreen. Give the elephant your packed lunch. <laughs> Why mine? Don't argue, boy. This is an emergency. It's not fair. Mum made me some lovely paste sandwiches today. Look. Oh, yes, they do look very nice. Yes, it'll like those. Right, here are, Jones. Try tempting you with these. Thank you, sir. Here you are, girl. Look, look what I've got for you. Look, come on now. It's working, sir. Here she comes. Right, Jove, yes. Well done, Jones. She's almost out. Just another six feet. Blimey, it's an elephant, not a centipede. <laughs> Walker, don't you start. He's out, Mr. Manreen. Good. Right, Jones, lead her over to your van. And Fraser, go on ahead and get the rope out of the back. Oh, I'll do that, sir. Mr. Manreen, now we've got the elephant out of the truck, can I have a ride on her? Certainly not. Oh. That's right, Jones. Stop her in front of the van. Here's one up, sir. Thank you, Fraser. I wonder how we attach it. Well, we could just, uh, just tie it round the bumper... I'm not talking about that end of the rope. <laughs> How do you fix this end to the elephant? I've really no idea. Uh, perhaps Jones will know. Well, let's hope so. Here's the rope, Jones. How do we attach it to the elephant? Well, when we were in the jungle, sir, they used to wear big harnesses and the ropes were attached to those. Well, we'll have to tie it round her neck. Yes, all right. Off you go, then. How are you going to get up on her head, Mr Jones? It's ever so high. Now, don't you worry, Puggy. All I shall have to do is tap her on the leg and then she'll lift her knee up and I'll be able to climb up onto her back. Hence the expression, having a knees up. <laughs> hey, come on, Jones, don't just talk about it. We must get that rope. Very good, sir. Well, would it be in order to borrow your swagger stick to do the tapping? Huh? Oh. Yes, all right, here you are. Thank you, sir, thank you. Stand by, everyone. I shall now tap the elephant's leg. Doesn't seem to work. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. No, look, there she, there she goes. Yeah, that's not right. Jones, why is she standing on her head with her hind legs in the air? <laughs> Don't know, sir. Once we had on the northwest front, you never did that. Why is this one doing it? Well, I just thought it was fairly obvious, sir. After all, this elephant comes from a circus. I said she's trained to do that, which it gets tapped on the knee, you see? It's part of the act. Yes, 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 of course, that's it, that's it. Jones, you better try something else. Well, I'm going to try and stop her standing on her head first. <laughs> well, you better hurry up, otherwise the blood will run to her head, and with one that size, she'll get one hell of a dizzy spell. <laughs> Just ignore him, Wilson. Mr. Manreen, I've, I've got an idea, look. See, when she does that in the circus, I expect all the people clap, and then she stands up properly again. Well, why don't we clap? Oh, really, Pike, I never heard such a... That's a very good idea, boy. Right, men, stand by to applaud the elephant. After three. One, two, three. Look! Look, it's working, sir. So it is. I do have good ideas sometimes, don't I, Uncle Arthur? Well, of course you do, Fred. Thank you. When we want our pussycat to lie down, we tickle her nose. Do you? <laughs> Thank you, Godfrey. We bear that suggestion in mind. If and when we meet a pussycat who refuses to lie down. 
moment, you must concentrate on getting Jones up onto the elephant's back. Right, Pike, give Fraser a hand to get Jones onto the elephant. Yes, all right, Mr. Manning. You ready, Mr. Jones? All ready, Pikey. Here we go, then. Come on. Wilson, hmm? how long have we got now before the convoy's due? Uh, about three quarters of an hour, sir. Mr. Manning, for best to inform you, I've been uplifted. Thank you, Jones. <laughs> now. Uh, but we... I think I'll just have to come down again. What on earth for? I've forgotten the rope. <laughs> Stay where you are. Pike, throw the rope up to Jones. Yeah, Mr. Manning. Here you are, Mr. Jones. Catch. Whoop. Pike, Pike. I meant throw one end of the rope up to Jones. Not the whole length. Well, I didn't know, did I? You should have said, shouldn't you? You should have don't, said. Don't, don't you use that tone of voice to me, boy. Mr. Mandarin, I've tied the rope round her neck. Well done, Jones. Throw the other end down, and Fraser. Aye. You tie it off in front of Jones's van. I'll do that, sir. Come on. Excuse me, Mr. Mandarin. Well, what is it now, Jones? You'll be careful with my van, won't you? I mean, you won't let anything else happen to For you, heaven's you? sake, we're only going to tow it out of the mud. Right. All side off, sir. Thank you, Fraser. You'd better get in the van and stare. Right, yes, Now, I need some more food to encourage the elephant to walk forwards. I've got some of my sister's upside down cakes here. Uh, the elephant might, might like these. Uh, uh, they're very dainty. Yes, all right, all right, Godfrey, thank you. Go and stand directly in front of the elephant and, and, and we'll have a go. Uh, very good, Mr. Manning. Oh, this should be good. I can't wait to see this. <laughs> Right, everybody standing by. Okay, Godfrey. Go ahead. Tempt the elephant. Uh, uh, very good, Mr. Henry. Uh, come along, Jumbo. <laughs> what is? <laughs> Who's a pretty girl, then? <laughs> hey, look, Lava, she's moving forward. As soon as the snack is taken up, the van will move. Any minute now. There she goes. Well, let's got the cab out the mud. <laughs> All you've got to do now is go back and get the bits of the wheels. <laughs> What's happened to my beautiful van? It's in two pieces. Yes, I'm sorry about that, Jones. It, uh, it's most unfortunate. Oh, I haven't laughed so much for months. <laughs> What's we going to do now, Mr. Manreen? That's a very good question, Pag. It is. What's the answer? <laughs> well, how long have we got, Wilson? Uh, about 35 minutes, sir. Mind you, I suppose there's always a chance... The convoy might be a teeny-weeny bit late. A teeny-weeny bit late? <laughs> Wilson, this is a military exercise, not a cocktail party. <laughs> that convoy will definitely be here. The time stated on the orders, and there were 1,600 hours, wasn't it? Well, if you say so, sir, yes. Actually, I, I've never seen the orders regarding this exercise. If you remember, the evening they arrived, I was away at the dentist, you see, having my wisdom tooth looked at. <laughs> yeah. A rather fruitless session, that. <laughs> Anyway, I've got the orders here. I'll just, uh, I'll just double check, although I'm quite sure I'm right. Now, let's see. Ah. <coughs> yes. Well, um. What's the matter, Mr. Manreen? Is it no 1600 hours after all? Oh, yes, yes. 
Yes, it's definitely 1,600 hours. Well, what is it then, sir? Uh, well, uh, unfortunately, I appear to have got the date wrong. <laughs> the exercise is next Saturday. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Manry, does that mean you smashed my lovely van up and all to no one's avail? Yes, I'm afraid so, Jones. It does rather look as if an error had occurred. Oh, this has really made my weekend this has. Talk about love. <laughs> Why don't you just dry up, Hodges? Manry, look at the elephant. Where? Oh, good lord. <laughs> oh, what an afternoon. I feel quite exhausted from laughing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think the elephant must be feeling exhausted. She's just sitting down on your car. Oh, oh, oh. Look what she's done. Get off that great, great beast. Get off my car, you <laughs> That episode of Dad's Army, based on the original television series by Jimmy Perry and David Croft, you heard Arthur Lowe as Captain Mannering, John LeMessure as Sergeant Wilson, Clive Dunn, Corporal Jones, John Lolly, Private Fraser, Arnold Ridley, Private Godfrey, Ian Lavender, Private Pike, Bill Pertwee, Chief Warden Hodges, and Larry Martin as Private Walker. The jumbo-sized problem was adapted for radio by Harold Snowden and Michael Knowles and produced by John Dials. <laughs>